Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's do this because... Baseball season is in full swing and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood Chevrolet Buick GMC and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now it's time for Around the Horn. You know, I heard, Kevin, that our NIL negotiations with you were really fierce. <laughs> they were. Man. I pretty much, I pretty much accepted everything, uh, <laughs> and I got the Coke and the hot dog to go with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't have to call in the arbitrator to uh, settle <laughs> the uh, NIL deal that we have with you now at, around as we go around the horn. Uh, before we go around the horn, Guys, were you surprised that Major League Baseball dropped? I mean, they didn't just drop the hammer. They dropped oh. the building on yeah. Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I mean, we're talking two-year suspension. Yeah. He, he can't pitch again until game 21 of 2024 if this holds up. I can't imagine it will. Rob Manford, I think, has way exceeded his authority. Nobody's ever been fined like this. The thing is, in in California, they have not. They refused to bring criminal charges. Right. Uh, there was a, a second woman involved, and when she wanted to get involved, uh, Bauer's lawyers basically said, "You're if you're you if you're coming, we're coming after you." She dropped. She got right out of the picture. We do know that he had rough, uh, a very physical uh, interaction with this lady, but. Her texts show that she asked for it. That doesn't make it right, but she did. So, okay, I get it. We've seen some players suspended for a while, but two full years. And as I heard uh, one MLB commentator talk today, he said, is that more than coincidental that that alleviates the Dodgers' responsibility to pay him anymore? Hmm. Uh, because that's he's got two more years on his contract this year and next year, and it's a humongous contract now they they had to pay him the whole first year because he was on administrative leave he didn't get to pitch after july 2nd so i i don't know where this is going but trevor bauer maintains he's totally innocent he's not he's not guilty of any of the charges i fully understand professional sports now if it has anything to do with hurting a female or a child they, they've they have tried to throw some hard punishment at it but two full years and look, I don't know Trevor Bauer from you know I don't know what he's like as a care. He's kind of he's a kind of a uh, he's a outspoken guy, and he doesn't mind criti- Here's the other thing: he doesn't mind criticizing umpires. He doesn't mind criticizing the commissioner, which he's done before. See so if you wonder if there's some retribution in this too. Yeah. And so anyway, that's a yeah. I I was flabbergasted. I thought well you know they might suspend him for three months. I never dreamed that it would be for two full years. Just my thought. Pretty strong. Yeah. Pretty strong. All right, Kevin, as we go, I mean, it, if you want to comment, I, I'm not trying to cut you off. If you want to no, you're good, yeah. I, I, I echo what Rick said. <laughs> um, as we go around the horn, there are district tournaments that some cases are winding up today, and I think that is weather permitting, but I do believe Mother Nature has pretty well cooperated this week. So if you will catch us up 
in what has been going on in district tournament action going around the state of Arkansas. Yeah, Randy, most every district has gone according to plan, and we talked about this on Tuesday, where the, the number one and number two seeds were the first and second place finishers in the conference regular season, and they got a bye to the semifinals. So they only had to win one game to get to the district championship, but they were guaranteed a regional berth. Uh, the big surprise this week has been in the 3, 3A, and that's where Walnut Ridge uh, won it with a 14-2 and regular season conference record. They were upset by Gosnell today 6-2. to So Gosnell, the four seed, makes the finals of the regional tournament. Walnut Ridge will play Rosebud next week in the regional tournament opener. And you talk about a matchup. Uh, Rosebud finished second to Harding Academy. Harding Academy won that championship game last night, eight to nothing. Gavin Elvetti had a sterling performance on the mound, and we, we've talked about it every week. He's he just gets to be a better pitcher every week, every time he's out there. He gave up four hits, uh, seven or eight strikeouts. I don't have the notes right here with me, but it was a dominating performance. And they're getting healthy at the right time. They're 24 and three on the year, so the the, the Wildcats are going to be hard to beat. Uh, but you'll have Manila and Gosnell, it looks like, in the finals of that 3-3A conference. Manila finished second at 13-3. and The Lions, they're having a good year. Rivercrest, we talked about, they're going to be a tough four seed. So next week, Harding Academy will get to play Rivercrest in the first round of that. Uh, and um, the 3A-4 conference, you have Paris and Hackett. I've uh, been following up and talking to Glenn Parrish this week. The started at Cedarville, then it went to Hackett. Now it's back at Cedarville for the championship tonight. Uh, Boonville and Danville are going to be the three and four seeds from that conference. So uh, Paris looks like they're going to have a chance to be the regional champs this year. Babis Prep and Mayflower, the top two teams in the 5-3A conference, they're playing tonight uh, for the district championship. Babis Prep beat them earlier in the season, so they'll have a chance to get them back. CAC won their conference in the 6-3A with a 9-0 record. Grayson Wilson, guys, that's a name you need to learn. He's a freshman, went undefeated in conference play on the mound, and he's a, he's a quarterback also, two-sports star. Remember that name, Grayson Wilson. Ashdown, the Panthers, they went 11-2. They're going to finish up, should finish up 12-2 and, and finish on top of the 7-3A. They're not going to play a district tournament. And then Camden Harmony Grove, the Hornets, they keep on rolling along. Uh, they lost a non-conference game last night, but they're 22-3-1 right now. And then the, in the 1-4A, Farmington and Shiloh Christian. Shiloh Christian beat Huntsville last night. Uh, Luke Bowerman on the mound. They won 9-2 after winning their first-round game over Prairie Grove. The Saints, they're marching on right now. It's going to be a really good contest between them and Farmington. Uh, as we mentioned the other day, Valley View, uh, the Blazers, they took care of Brooklyn the other night, swept them in the doubleheader, finished 14-0 in conference play, so they'll be the number one seed in that regional. Uh, the 4-4A, I haven't gotten any updates on yet, but Morlton and Dardanelle were the two teams in that one to watch out for. The 5-4A, Robinson, the Senators, they're not playing a district tournament, so they did win the 5-4A like we predicted. Lone Oak, second place team, so you got some really good matchups for that regional next week. If you look at it, you got Valley View's going to play Stuttgart. Brooklyn is going to play Pulaski Academy. Highland and Lone Oak are going to go after it. And then Truman is going to play Pulaski Robinson next week up in Brooklyn in the 4A East Regional. Arkadelphia, seven-game winning streak, 13-0 in conference play. They beat Fountain Lake the other night to wrap up their conference play. 
and rolling right into regionals. Wow. Uh, how about Class uh, 6A? How's it looking? Class 6A, yeah, we had the big the big series the other night up here in northwest Arkansas. Rogers took care of business. They swept Springdale Harbor, so they're going to be the one seed in the 6A West, 21-4 and four overall, five-game winning streak. Harbor's lost three in a row now. They sit at 8-4. and four. And then, like we said the other day, the other six teams in the conference, Bentonville, Southside, Rogers Heritage, Bentonville West, they're all tied at 5-7. and seven. Springdale and Fayetteville sit at 4-8. and eight. All six of those teams are still in play for the conference title. And then Catholic, they've played really well this week. They beat Cabot the other night to improve to 9-2. and two. They're in a three-way tie with Cabot and Conway right now. North Little Rock's in fourth place. Bryant and then Northside round out uh, the top six in that conference. So they still got a little work to do, but uh, we should have a 6A Central winner by this time next week. All right. Let's check in with uh, Tommy. Tommy, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Well, hello, Randy. Good Rick evening. On. You bet. Hey, Rick. Man, I can't tell you, you guys how much I love your show. If the radio's on, your guys are on it. Well, thank you. But got a question. Uh, has there ever been a, any one college to win a uh, national championship in all three sports, major sports? Same year. Same year, no. No. Nobody's ever won them all. Nobody's ever won them all three in the same year, and I think we researched this one time. Nobody's ever won football and basketball in the same year. Yeah, Florida came close. Florida came close, but nobody's actually done it. USC has come close in football and baseball. Baseball, but they've never won all three. They've never been that great at basketball. So, no, nobody's ever won all three in the same year. Well, when the bats start getting warm, you know, when they really start warming up here in the next couple of weeks, man, you're going to see a trend, I think, it's fixing to happen. Hope you're right. All right, Tommy. Uh, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, One more quick question. Yeah. Uh, is SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus, are are they the same thing? I've not found them yes. to be the same, but some if say you, they are the well, same. If you, ha- if you have one, I mean, do you have I'll both? I'll pay for ESPN Plus, but I, I can't get the hard game. Yeah, uh, that's what I found. Hmm. I, I had to get SEC Plus by way of Sling. Oh, Sling. Okay. Sling. So thank y'all so much, man. All right, Keep Tommy. on doing what you're doing, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate day. you. Bye-bye. All right, from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback, DHS Mom says... Uh, Danville versus Paris for the championship tonight. Boonville, Hackett for the number three, four seeds. There you go. Yeah, Paris beat Danville earlier in the season. I had those games backwards. Sorry about that. But thank you for correcting that. Yeah, Paris beat Danville earlier this year. Uh, Danville was, of course, the conference and regional champ last season. Uh, the Little John's looking to go back-to-back and go into regional play as the top seed. But Paris, uh, don't count out the Eagles. They've been big behind Duke Walker this season. I picked the Eagles to get past the Little Johns tonight. Yeah, let me see where DHS mom is from. She's from Danville. You might want to go ahead and there pick you Danville. Go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> okay. All right. Come We're back with more from around the horn with Kevin Bohannon in just one moment.
Baseball season is in full swing, and you don't want to miss a thing. It's time for Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon. Around the Horn is brought to you by Stanley Wood Chevrolet Buick GMC and Scott Wood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And now it's time for Around the Horn. Well, I was going to ask you, Kev, how was the concert the other night? It was great. Tessa enjoyed it. She had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we got, we got her a seat and spent the money on the ticket because she had to have one. But she sat in our lap, and I think she was more enamored with the people that were around us and clapping mm-hmm. and enjoying the time. But she really enjoyed it. And Amber and I got to come up because we're at the Ole Miss series this weekend. And uh, she went to Nina and Papaw's to, uh, to enjoy some time out in the country this weekend. Great for okay. her. Great for Good her. For her. Yep. Hey, Kevin, we did ask you this earlier in the week. We asked you about yep. We We talked about the Razorbacks uh, who have a chance. The guys on the current team, Moore, Wallace, Paulette, who are in the top 150. Did you research other some of Arkansas signees who might be in the top yep. 150? I did, and, and I, ha- I had all three names, and where I didn't know where they were because things changed since the last time. Cole Phillips is the number one guy. He is number 50 on the top 150 list. Pitcher out of Burn, Texas. Saw his stock really rise. He's in the top 30 in both PBR and perfect game rankings right now. His fastball went from topping out at 93-95 to hitting triple digits this spring. The downside with him, he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, Just recently spoke with him. He's already had the surgeries, undergoing rehab. The the thing is, the draft Teams and draft board scouts think he's going to be worth it to take a high draft pick on, top three rounds. But if he does come to Arkansas, he would not pitch next year, pitch a sophomore year, and then be a draft-eligible sophomore in 2024. So they've got some decisions to make. Before Tommy John surgery, he was 97% going to be a Razorback. I talked to his father, and he said something crazy would have to happen for him not to be a Razorback because they were in love with Coach Van Horn and his staff and in love with the atmosphere up here. Mason so they, Neville. So with him, yeah. it could still be a, uh, for two years or for a year, rehab at Arkansas, which has a good rehab, right. and then pitch for a year and then be draft eligible. That's exactly okay. right. All right, and good. Thank, we'll thank have you to see. That. You bet. And Mason Neville was the second one on the list, the outfielder from uh, the Las Vegas area in Nevada. He goes to school close to the area, same where Carl Crawford's young son goes to school. But you got a 6'3", 200-pound left-hitting center fielder who runs well. The hit grade is not as good as what it could be, but he's got a decent arm, uh, runs really well, and the, the fielding is about average as well. He's just very athletic. He's one of those athletic guys. Kind of, you know, He's taller than Dominic Fletcher was, but he's, he's that kind of player. He's just very athletic does everything look smooth, effortless to him. So it will be hard, I think, for the Razorbacks to keep Neville. And then the third one would be Jason Johnson. He was a household name because he was ranked number five by perfect game going into the season. He's number 129 on the MLB Top 150 right now. He really got kind of home run happy during the last part of the showcase ball and into high school season to where he was trying to hit everything out of the park. So scouts are worried about the hit tool. He's not going to be a shortstop at the next level. He could profile as a third baseman, first baseman, or corner outfielder. He He's not a plus runner. He's an average runner. Uh, when I say average, I'm saying 6'7", 6'8". Plus would be Caden Wallace at 6'5", 6'6". 
So the power is there. He's a really good power hitting infielder. I would say before the season, 90-10, he would go pro. Now I'd say it's about 50-50. Uh, does he want to be a fourth or fifth round draft pick, or does he want to go to Arkansas for two or three? I think he'll be a three-year guy and play enough baseball to where he becomes his first or second round pick. Very good. Okay, thank you. So three current Razorbacks, three possible future Razorbacks are in that top 150. Well, right. and, and this is where sometimes we need to, when it's got 65 or 70 pages of your of your game notes, and you've been getting those game notes virtually all season long, I must confess a lot of times I just kind of blow through there, and I'm looking <laughs> for things specifically, whether it's, you know, uh, okay, this one is, what am I looking at, the very top one, game-by-game uh, game batting order. Okay, then the next one is, game-by-game uh, game defensive lineup, and I could go on. Um, that's what I'm looking for specifically. But it, this caught my eye, so I stopped. Future Pro Hogs, five Razorbacks are included in D1 Baseball's midseason list of top 150 prospects for the 2022 MLB draft. Number 17, Caden Wallace. Number 22, Peyton Paulette. Number 33, Robert Moore. Number 94, Jalen Battles, number 108, Connor Nolan. Three Arkansas standouts are included in the top 50 of the Baseball America's list of top 200 prospects for the 2022 MLB draft. Number 19, Robert Moore. Number 35, Peyton Paulette. Number 46, Caden Wallace. So, Kevin, between the two, I don't know which one has more meaning. Is it the D1 in their evaluation or is it the Baseball Americas and their evaluation? I go with the MLB pipeline because that's that comes directly from the scouting directors and the scouts okay. that are out seeing these young men. I don't so have that on this list. That's, yeah, the, I, I, I go with D1. Baseball America, uh, they tend to be really conservative with their rankings. I'll put it like that. That's a good mm -hmm. word to call it, conservative. Uh, D1 Baseball has a really good feel. Kendall Rogers and his staff, they have a really good feel about what type of players these are and how they project the next level. And from what I've seen the last three years in covering the Razorbacks and D1, their, their scouting reports have been a little bit more spot on. Okay. Uh, what do their scouting reports then say about this weekend between Arkansas and Ole Miss this does not feel like a good series. I realized uh, last week we kind of thought which A&M team was going to show up. This is a which kind of team is going to show up this weekend for Ole Miss. Exactly. And a lot of people have asked me, what's wrong with Ole Miss? Well, they lost their first two starters, and it's hard to replace top-end guys that go in the first two rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. So you got Derek Diamond, who started on Sunday last year. He's going to throw on Sunday. He started nine games. Hunter Elliott, the left-handed freshman, he's really good. 3.19 ERA. He's got four games on the year that he started. 3-1 to one strikeout to walk ratio. And then tonight, uh, Dylan DeLuca, 4-1 uh, to one strikeout to walk ratio, 4.4 ERA. But this team can hit. That That's their thing that they've been known for all year. Uh, they come out, they can swing it. It's just we might have three high-scoring games or we might have – one low scoring tonight, and then two just shootouts the next two days. But 
up until five or six weeks ago, like Coach Van Horn said, this team was ranked number one, and you don't get to number one by chance. You, you got to have a good lineup and be playing good baseball. They just their, their pitching staff. They've given up a lot of runs lately, and that's what they've been doing. And the heat is on Coach Bianco, so I bet they come in really focused. They know there, there's a rivalry now between Ole Miss and Arkansas, between the fans, the players, what what have you. So it should be a really good, exciting weekend in Fayetteville. And they may have among the best in the nation in Tim Elko, who has already yep. rung up 16 round trippers <laughs> on the That's season. Right. With the All wind right. blowing out. Enjoy yourself, Kevin. And uh, Thanks, guys. We will talk with you next week. That is Around the Horn with Kevin Bohannon.